My son is gonna have an expectation that his wife can provide. Why are we putting this pressure on our head? This ain't back in the day, you know, you get one job, you stay in it till, till retirement and then they give you a pension and you go. This life is hard. Unless you're earning 80, 90K, you can't even get a mortgage to buy a house. You've got to have standards because you've got to know what life you're trying to live. Remember you're saying, your commitment is the rest of your life with this one person. And you say, you shouldn't be thinking about money. Money, money. This is Talking To My Thoughts. Welcome to Talking To My Thoughts, the podcast where we have open, honest and raw conversations with a twist. We bring a unique perspective on our thoughts by literally pre-recording the things that are on our mind before talking about them with the group. And we do this because we believe before you can be open with others, you first have to be open with yourself. So stay up to date with all of our content and follow us on our socials at Talking To My Thoughts and make sure you guys listen to the end to hear our responses to some of your thought-provoking questions. Now, my name is Simon, aka SJ. I'm a proud St. Lucian. I'm a father of two, and I'm also a content creator. Craig? My name is Craig, aka Mr. Positive, a cheesy motivator with a St. Lucian background, big dreams, and a passion for helping others find and maintain their peace. Amazing. And we are so grateful today to be joined by our guest, Emmanuel, please introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel Suko, um, financial advisor, um, father of four, um, and yeah, looking forward to having this conversation. Wicked, wicked. So before we actually jump into the uh, conversation and give you an idea about the topic, Emmanuel, we'd like to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know our guest a little bit better by starting on the front foot and asking you a couple of questions to open up. Does that sound good? Sounds all good to me, bro. Wicked, man. So the first question I want to ask you is, we, a lot of us will know what you do and what you're known for, mm. but what would you like to be known for? What was, what's your legacy that you want to leave behind? Um, for me, uh, my legacy is going to be financial education. So there are going to be children who are going to be long after I'm gone, who financial education is going to be normal. But that's because I've educated their parents who have then been in a position to educate their parents and so forth. And and so for me, my legacy is going to be generational wealth, financial knowledge. That, that's what I'm all about. One more question. If a genie would grant you free wishes, but you can't use any of them to benefit you, oh. what would you wish for? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, what would I wish for? Wishes, you know, you'd always wish that there, you know, there was a war, um, and that you know that children didn't go hungry. I think those are those mm. are two things that you know there was there was provisions, um, and I wish that you know people people cared more about almost as much as other people as opposed to themselves. Those are the type of wishes that I would make. It wouldn't be financial or, or house here or this or that. Do you know what I mean? And I wouldn't even wish. Sometimes you think, oh, you wish to bring people back, but actually. You know, everything happens for a reason. Even if people are gone too early, like you don't know what would have happened or how other things would have transpired. Like, I watch too many, you know, these these films where you know you try and change, <laughs> slide in doors, and you know, just little things happen and the whole thing changes. So yeah. for me, it's about you know what's meant to be is meant to be, and I keep in that positive energy and know that you know think the right things will come to me. Um, but yeah, I think things that really pay me is when I see you know 
kids, people going hungry and those type mm. of things, especially in countries where there's money. Um, cool. All right. With that said, let's let's kick off the topic. So today's topic is about managing money and relationships. Mm. Now, yeah, when I when I first started thinking about this, I was like, we can open up a lot, a big can of worms on this one. Um, but what I what I'd like to do just before we go into our first voice record, Emmanuel, in as few words as possible, so almost think of it like word of association. When yeah. you first think about managing money and relationships, what's the first thing that pops up into your mind? My wife. Yeah, that's the first thing. My wife. That's. It's, it's vital for our relationship that we understand money and, and that we're talking and we're open and we have those conversations. I think when I was dating, like, trust me, you, things wild. <laughs> it's wild. Like, so we're going to get into that. We're yeah, going to get into so that. So <laughs> for me, when I think of money and relationships, I think of my wife because that, to me, that, that's the example. That's the, that's the level that I'm setting, the relationship that me and my wife mm. have and our relationship towards money together. That's 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 the standard. Cool, Craig. What what's your first thoughts, man? Um, I'm still because uh, I ain't got a wife yet. Like I ain't living with nobody. Mine's still <laughs> like date nights. Mine's like date nights and trying to manage those date nights. So like, don't go don't go OTT with them. Otherwise, you're looking at your bank like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I just thought of stress. Mm. I was like, money, relationships, stress, stress. <laughs> see Manuel's just smiling he's like boy I know that feeling man <laughs> but yeah alright cool we know where we're at right now we're going to dig a little bit deeper so I'm going to play my first voice note first have a listen pay attention to the words and then we'll just open up the conversation from there yeah sound good? Mm, yeah uh, see here's the thing with money and relationships I don't necessarily believe they go hand in hand some people believe that when it comes to relationships building a relationship a partnership with someone finances play a part in that and I get it I get it definitely when you're thinking about marriage and you're thinking about building a life with someone that's a conversation that definitely needs to be had but for me your finances are always going to be something which you have to take into consideration whether you're in a relationship or not when you're in a relationship love is is what should be your main driver there shouldn't be for me love and finances just don't come into play with each other because that's basically the way I interpret it is where you're basically saying to me is if I don't have no money then I can't have love which for me is ridiculous I think the the main struggle I've had basically since I started working and, and kind of my own idea and interpretation of finances for one and then obviously getting into relationships is that there needs to be an understanding that your finances are always going to be and there's always going to be a level of individual responsibility because 
as I said, whether you're in a relationship or not, you have your own ambition, you have your own goals, you have your own finances, which you need to take care of for yourself. Full stop, period. It's difficult because when you get into a relationship, or not even when you get into a relationship, I guess when you meet someone and you start dating, the trouble is an expectation. And that I've had that that clash, that battle on so many occasions. It almost feels like it's like a weekly basis of discussion about where your understanding is in terms of what you're bringing to the table and what your goals and ambitions are as an individual as well as in a partnership and what you want to do together. Because I, I definitely think you need to have some level of individual identity even if you're in a relationship, you still need to uphold that. I believe this is just a healthy thing to do. But the expectation is an issue for me, man. Because it's like, well, yeah, well, we're going on a date. You're the guy, so historically, you pay for everything. You pay for all of the first dates and you buy me the gifts and you do this and you do that. And it's like, well, I get where it's coming from, but I don't agree with it because you don't actually know what my financial status is. Whether I'm earning more money than you or not, I may have more outgoings than you. You don't really know what the financial state status of me as an individual is. And then at the same time, I may have my own budget my own requirements in terms of financially what I can bring to a relationship and I definitely think there's a level of understanding that needs to be brought to the table basically if you have no communication and no understanding you're just gonna end up tripping over yourself constantly because the expectation from either you or the other person is gonna be a problem because when those expectations are met you're gonna fall out you're gonna have a clash so it's difficult for me, man, and I know it's difficult for a lot of people just trying to find a balance of how you manage your money and how you build a relationship. For me, I believe it's just about getting to know the person. You don't have to go on expensive dates. You can go to the park, have a picnic or whatever. Um, but I, I do believe you need to be very clear on, first of all, what your your goals your ambitions your budgets are what your responsibility is financially as an individual and then to relay that to the person that you're ever dating getting to know to say look i can't afford to pay for all of these dates or we can't afford to go out to all of these fancy places this is what the situation is and they have to kind of accept that and if they're not going to accept it then i guess that's another conversation to have whether you're going to move forward with that person so yeah man i don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about it i just definitely think there needs to be an understanding and i think a lot of the time i have those issues because there's not really a level of understanding and yeah it just it just definitely becomes a struggle man so it, just to help it just you just need to be vocal i need to be vocal um yeah yeah <laughs> It's actually quite interesting because it sounded like a little, a little about your like your self therapy. Just trying to like, <laughs> you know what you need to do. You need to talk to them. <laughs> mm. um, Fun enough, I can see a lot of myself in you because again, I haven't been in the case where I actually live with my partner, um, so I can see that. Oh yeah, my finances are mine. Theirs is theirs. Don't mix it up together. But 
I really do believe that in the in the future or in like relationships where there actually has a very strong bond, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, I have my stuff and you have yours or I have my money and this is yours. I, I really believe there will be an agreement with both, like a, a kind of a, a, a synchronous to say, OK, so you have your budget that you want to create for your goals that you're passionate. I believe in, too. And then we have I have my budget that I believe in, too. And then the other side of it as well is uh, the person's love language is another mm. like a very key place that like the person the woman's love language might be the case that she does like to go out um, um and enjoy herself or she does like to be treated at times um and that needs to be budgeted so yeah one of the things you ended with was the fact of communication at the beginning of the the, the voice note you kind of went down the route of like nah man this is just they just need to get it they just <laughs> like just you need to get it because that's my finances you need to get it but then by the end you was like actually okay i just need to communicate i need to communicate it and mm. let's have a, a meet a middle ground um but the problem realizes when you don't meet the middle ground and what mm. happens then what do you do and I, i'm assuming that you've never really met the middle ground with a partner before to be honest no <laughs> i think that's partly what the problem is and i guess it's uh, i don't know just based on my relationships in the past the ones that have lasted long enough anyway, where you get to that stage of thinking about a future, it's like, how are we going to, because obviously I have a set, as I said in the voice note as well, I kind of have a set goal about how I manage my finances. And then the person that I'm with may just say, for example, like me, I may be a saver and the person that I'm with is a spender. It's like, well, clearly we have an issue there because I'm the one that's kind of saving and thinking about the future. And you're kind of thinking about the now and just wanting to spend the money. So at that point, it's like, well, I don't really want to kind of, share my finances with you if you're just going to take it and spend it on what you want to spend it on because that's not what the aid that's not what the purpose of the money is there to do so if that's what you want to do and you want to spend then i'll stay where i am in my lane and save and you do what you need to do and that's why there's a big separation and it becomes so difficult because it's like well how do you move forward at that point like i'm trying to move it almost feels like well i'm thinking about moving forward you're kind of moving backwards and at that point we're just not moving anywhere so yeah. i i yeah it's hard because i haven't really found that middle ground like where I, I don't have the answer to that to be honest i don't know what Eman emmanuel thinks about how he manages yeah. it or let's see what <laughs> emmanuel thinks yeah i think you said, you said a lot of stuff in the voice now and even just <laughs> now i think sometimes it's about perception isn't it and how how you think mm. about things so for example you said that you're a one you're a saver let's say for example you're a saver but they're a spender what but the problem is is that you're assuming that because you're a saver that means that you're in a good position and because mm -hmm. they're because they're different they're in a bad position but relationship mm -hmm. is about compromise and sometimes we go in and say oh i'm really so i might be i be really good at speaking out loud because that's my personality and i assume that if i meet someone that's quiet that they're they're they're, they're meek or they're quiet or they're weak that they won't be a good match for me because, but actually sometimes it's about balance and actually you, you, you might feel to yourself and when you come around someone that is a spender, you might realize that actually I can spend on some more and actually I'm not, I'm not enjoying my life the way I should do. And actually I want to spend because I found somebody that I want to have moments with and that mm -hmm. and money, I need to use my money to create these moments with this special person. So actually me being a saver was more about me being on my own. But I'm not mm. my own I'm in a relationship now. And so because I'm in a relationship now, they come, I can't assume that what I've learned is the only way that there is. 
And that's sometimes the problem is that, and this is because I do like a kind of like a marriage counseling type thing with couples when it comes to finances before they get married. And we've all learned money in a different way. We've yeah. all learned it. So you might, someone might have had a dad that paid all the bills. Do you know what I mean? And so in their mind, that's the right way to do it. And someone else had a mum that actually made more than dad and mum's paid everything or, or mm. split the bills. So now she's coming and saying, no, I'm got, I'm got, I want to go to, I don't want to be a housewife. I want to go to, yeah. I've got, I got a degree. And he's saying, well, my dad, my dad paid for everything. That's the way I learned it. And sometimes we have to understand that in all, when it, if you really find someone that you really want to grow with, you want to build it, there has to come compromise. There has to come, okay, yeah, I've learned one way, you've learned the other. How do we make this mesh? How do we make this work together for our good? And that's where you find out when you look at how do I make it work for our good? If you can't make it work for our good, then you go separate ways. But you can't mm. assume that because you do something one way and they do something another way, already it's not going to work. We've got to give it a chance to, to mesh and build and grow together. And I think money in finances, love is great, but for some people, they can't love broke. Like, I can't love broke. <laughs> so it, you might not want to talk about money, but if you're broke, you're just not going to work for me. Because mm. I'm not, like for some women might say, I'm not going to respect you the way that, the way that I would want to respect my man because you're broke. So, but why is it, that not a problem? Would you not think that's a problem though? Do we, are we not allowed to have standards? Are we not allowed to have a way of living? And so for me, it depends. If you, if you, if I, if you meet someone like, and the problem is, is that it's, when we talk about broke, it's mostly men. Because mm. for some reason, us as men don't have an expectation on women to have money. Listen, if I, I've changed that completely, that's out the window. I told everyone, see my son, my son is going to have an expectation that his wife can provide and she can make. Why are you, why are we putting this pressure on our head? This yeah. is, this, this UK is hard. This ain't back in the day, you know, you get one job, you stay in it till, till retirement and then they give you a pension and you go. This life is hard. We need two incomes, especially if we want to then look at private school or we want to, get shoot tutors or we want our kids to do music class and football and mm. and, and all of these other extra uh-uh, one income mm -mm. Mm -mm. can't happen you can't even get a mortgage try to get a mortgage unless you're earning 80 90k you can't even get a mortgage to buy a house so one income is just it's just not realistic now and so for me we've got to look at we you've got to have standards because you've got mm. to know what life you're trying to live remember you're saying your commitment is the rest of your life with this one person mm. and you say we shouldn't be thinking about money but you know what, Amani, the funny thing, the funny thing about that is if you say that when you're not even in a long-term relationship, you're mm. maybe in a dating process, you get mm. stick for saying stuff like that. Like I've had stick for saying yeah. stuff like that. Like if you if you just said, okay, you've got an expectation as a man, maybe mm. you're you want your woman to have a certain standard. Yeah. You want a woman to have a decent job. Like as I said, I can clash with someone because it's yeah. like, well, my ambition is I want to save and buy a home or whatever. And if I'm dating someone that doesn't have it that say for example they got bad credit they're not thinking about their money it's like well where's your standards then and I'm then i get stick for it because it's like well well you're the man you should be the breadwinner you should be thinking about the money it's oh. like, well, hold on a minute. like you know what i'm oh. saying that's that's the stick that i would get if i expect of course but, <laughs> but that's hard. our fault though come on you have to remember <laughs> a lot of the time we are telling women we are focusing on how they look how they dress how that's what we, that's, we, how often are we saying, oh, what's your credit report? Like, mm. what, what's your credit score? What, where are you trying to go? Are you trying to buy a house? What are you doing at work? Are you trying to, are you, are you trying to climb the ladder? Where do you see yourself in five years? Are, are we having these conversations with women? Are we talking about, oh, no, you're sexy. 
Oh, <laughs> I love it when you wear that dress. Oh, you yeah. smell real good. What conversations are we having with women that have made them that we have that may have made women say that they must they must level up? Women are mm. having that conversation with us all day long. And so mm. we have to now change the narrative and say, no, you know what? And what and the maddest thing is, yeah, there's we're the, we're, we're in demand. Like this beggar. Like when you think about <laughs> it, there's, like there's beggar. There's a lot. There's a lot. When you think about now, when you think about, although they're, more, they're about the same amount of boys and girls born, by the time you get to like, you know, like 13, 14, there's actually more girls than boys anyway. Then you put about how many boys, especially if you want to go black, then you say, how many, how many of them go, go prison? How many men are gay? How many, when you start adding up, then you now say you don't want, you, they want, that's not broke, that's got a job, that's the, bruv, if you're doing well, you have every right to turn around and have expectations. Because guess mm. what? There's not many of you, but there's bare girl. Mm. That's true, you know. That's, like, <laughs> I didn't that's what you can't imagine, though. The way you said it, like, there's what in demand. Like, but I think there's a funny thing that with you, Simon, like, I've never had stick for that. I've never, ever, okay. ever had stick. And I don't know if I've maybe attracted a different type of person. Like, a lot of the person I've had in, the, in, the, in my, like, dating side of things... Um, a lot of them will be like, oh, hey, Craig, let me let me pay that bill. You already paid the last one. Or something trying to fight for the first one. I'm like, hey, I'm, oh, first, I'm gonna at least pay the first one. I'm going to pay the first <laughs> one at least. But then, you're, yeah, you could free up and do a, your next one. So that's the person mm. I've attracted. Um, and that's probably because a lot of the conversations I have at the beginning mm. is that I've already gauged their ambition for life mm. in general. So ones who didn't have much ambition... For the kind of person that I, the way I think or the way I move in my life, even the way that we talk, uh, me and you, Simon, I can't, I can't actually connect with a person who doesn't have ambition. Come on. I can't, I, I can't do it. And then there's a very close correlation between a person who has ambition and is doing well or is trying to get themselves out of a situation. Everybody has a past. It's okay. It's okay to have credit score, but you can tell the ones who are literally trying to climb their way out. Mm. So that's, Love. that's how, so for me, when it comes to that, I've had a, re- it's been really easy to, I could literally call it, I'm not to say I'm more superior than uh, another woman or whatever, but I can dequalify them for me. Mm. For me, not for somebody else, but for me, I can dequalify you. So I've never, I've never had a case where I've had a woman that's been like, hey, you are going to be the one that pays the bill or you're going to be the one I expect to do. Da, da, da. I've been with a lot of women who have been like uh, bad credit scores, but again, their past kind of shifted in that way but their ambition really wanting them to move into a good a better direction listen the arguments i can get into with mm. certain women even if i just suggest oh how comes you don't pay for the first date and they're oh, like so what they get ma-. i'm like okay let me just shut up because <laughs> it gets a bit techie <laughs> no but that's just culture though that, that's just culture that's, that's, that's just culture i i i'm a i'm nigerian innit? so like i'm nigerian so man pays for everything like my wife's probably paid for, <laughs> probably paid for three mil. We've been we're married ten years this year. My wife oh, probably man. paid three times, uh, in, in, and that's including before we like we dated for like a year and a bit before we got married. So yeah. you know what I mean. So but mm-hmm. that's me. Like I, I I like paying for that, and I like like. But my wife, I've helped her helped to set up a, a cake business. I paid for her equipment, and and she set up a cake business. Now she can make her own. She makes her own money made sure she mm. did a driving lesson so she can drive. Like, I'm all about empowering because my thing is, is that that's my better half. So mm. what you would never want your left leg to be solely dependent on your right leg. Like, when you think about it, you would never want yeah. the, the, the movement of your right leg 
And then that's the only, like, it has to carry your left leg. You want them to be independently walking so you're walking at a better pace. And mm-hmm. so for me, the more I empower my wife, the more I empower myself because that's my better half. So me, what I, I want her to do, I want her to live her dreams. It's important to me. Sometimes, as much as I'm ambitious, sometimes it's important for me to just, what do you want in life? Like now mm-hmm. we're going through this thing where she's like, I don't really think I'm passionate about cakes anymore. It's just something I can make money from. Excellent. So now let's let's try and find what can we do, and mm-hmm. and that, that made me say, okay, cool. I need to up my money because actually you're gonna have to reduce the amount of cakes you're doing, so you can go and start pursuing or trying new things to find out where your passions lie. And I think, but financially, money is so so important for us to understand because there was a time, for example, where I lost my job. I was I was redundant, and that like that that's like the worst feeling in the world. My wife's attitude changed zero. Like she didn't, there was no difference between how she treated me when I was balling to how she treated me when I was sitting at the computer trying to find a job with no money, money running out. And, and for me, that made me, that's when I knew that it was, like you said, it's about love. But finances are important. And you have to understand, there were girls when I was dating, the girls telling me, oh yeah, you can fix my nails and pay for this. Are you mad? <laughs> are, you, are you crazy? What converse, like what conversation like there's nothing to me if I sit down and I talk to a woman and she's talking about business or career or, that to me that is so sexy that sold, is sold in it like that is like woo I'm gone mm. do you know what I mean that is it's so amazing to, to to have that power to have that knowledge and and to have those conversations with with a woman as opposed mm-hmm. to the sexualized conversations that are so common so I feel like it's so important to have that but finances and money are uh, great tell in because for me how she's gonna treat you with money before is definitely when you didn't add marriage kids it's only gonna get worse mm-hmm. so it's a great tell in regards to how she respects you and how she treats you that's so that's- true you know and I definitely hold them values myself like I've always said even just through dating the dating process as well when I'm speaking to someone for the first time and they're like ah oh, so what do you want in a woman I'm like mm. you know what I, I want someone that's that kind of holds value in themselves and mm. almost is is independent. Like they don't, you don't necessarily need me in your life, but you want me in your life to help yeah. fulfill something. Like you have to have your own ambitions, your own goal. I love an independent woman. Come I love on. someone that can hold their own. So that's exactly what I will always be after, and that's something I would always drive into my woman is that I need you to be don't. I, like it's just it's even just to as you said to empower them, but it's like I don't want you to ever like feel like you can't do anything without me. Come on. Like I would love for you to mm-hmm. be able to just hold. It's not to say that I'm not going to be there for you, exactly. but the fact that like if I'm not around, you can't live your life. For me, that's Come that's on. ridiculous. Like Come I want on. you to be an independent woman. So God forbid if anything happens to me, you got it covered. Just sort it. This is really interesting that you kind of got into that last piece there, Simon. So the interesting part about it is something I had in my head. Like when there's been money problems with my previous partners and I've been younger, Mm. what sat in my head was, I know we're in a relationship now, maybe one or two years in, for example. Mm. But before I was around, you survived. Hello. So while I'm around, I don't assume that you need you like I am the last resort for you. Of course. So, so for me, there's two that works in two ways. One way is that it doesn't. It puts me in a situation where I don't feel like I'm forced to have to help, mm-hmm. especially if you're not living together like right now. The second mm-hmm. part is to kick back my ego. 
to believe that I am not as needed as you think because they survived this long without you. You're only in their life for the last two years. So what you just said, I love an independent woman who can hold themselves. If you've only been in a relationship with them for two or three years, technically they've been holding themselves before you. But they're, you're, they're, there's, a, there's two sides. There's two sides happening. One side is you're assuming that they need you more than they say. And then the other side is them also assuming that they need you more than they, more than they think as well. Mm. But then they kind of forgot themselves to realize, one second, I got here. I got here already before this relationship and I survived. Like I'm not, I'm not like uh, blacklisted or whatever. So actually I can do this. So there's a give and take happening. But I have mm. a feeling well, for you, Simon, it might be a case that maybe the fight that you have causes them to feel like, well, no, I do. Well, you should be helping me. Is <laughs> <laughs> that they forget it. There's that this middle ground where they forget like, no, but you should be helping me in a sense. Mm. Or maybe, but, but sometimes what I used to do, I used to track them back. I used to say, so how did you get here? Mm. How did you get here? What did you used to do? What can we help with in a sense? And how can I maybe even assist, even, even in words or advice, but also maybe can I assist with you in the short term about with your money as well? Like as Manuel says, like kicking off a business, for example, like my partner recently, she started off her, um, uh, her lashes. So she's mm. importing from China, et cetera. She says, yeah. oh, like it's, this, like it's this much to start off and da, da, da. And I said like, I know, but we spend like so much on Uber Eats and stuff like that. Like you can do this. Like it's just, mm. just do it. And she's like, no, nah, I said, just send the money to her. And so just go, just do the start off, man. It's not wasting time. I could, we could, I could reduce the Uber Eats. We'll just cook a little bit more and then just go, <laughs> just start. And that was it. And then she, I never, it's not something I thought, oh, it's going to come back. I just said, go, just go do it. I, but I feel like, like what Simon's saying is that there are some women that they've, they've done it before, but the reason they're finding you is so they don't have to do it no more. <laughs> like there, there are women that are looking for the way out. This yeah, work I mean, is long. This nine mm-hmm. to five is long for me. Mm-hmm. Managers on my on my case. <laughs> I'm too pretty. I'm too. I'm too. I've done my works. Like yeah, I don't need to. You know. You know. You know what? I'm telling you. Oh, wow. Social media will gas them. They'll be on That's social media bad. thinking, "What? What? This girl's getting flying out, and mm-hmm. I look better than her." So what am I doing doing nine to five? <laughs> <laughs> the man like Simon comes bad. around and they're like, "Yo, pay for everything, my G." <laughs> and for me, it's yo, crazy. that's crazy. But they are, I'm telling you, uh, like I have real talks with women. There are women out really? here right now looking for the way out. This nine mm. to five thing is long. They're on the, they want the way out. And so, again, it's because us as men do not put a financial pressure on them. We put a sexual pressure on them. So they better yeah. do what we want in the bedroom and da 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 da. That's where we put the pressure on. And so what happens is, is they're like, okay, I'm prepared to do that. But as long as you give me the money, that makes me feel that what I'm doing is worth it. And now we've mm. we put a price on the pump. We've upped the price. <laughs> what? We've upped the price. We've done that. Because we put the value there and said, look, this is what we're doing. And actually, that's not what it's about. Like, mm. that's not what it's about. Like I, like I said, when, when, I, when I lost my job, like... My wife never, never once said, oh, you ain't got no job. How can you try to sleep with me? Or Da-da, you should be going, doing mm. a CV. Do you understand mm. what I'm trying to say? Mm. The mm-hmm. energy has to be the same because it's about you. Like, it's about being us together. We are invested in one another. So if you go down, it's not, oh, this man, what's this man going to do? Like, no, this is our future. This is what we are building together. And like you said, you're not going to feel away. I never felt away to invest in my wife's business. Why would I feel away? Even if it, mm. even if it didn't work, she tried. Like, mm-hmm. but she, she I, I'm confident in her ability and her energy. That's who I knew. I, and I'm telling you that, 
when it honestly, when it comes to get, like, I like big girls, big juicy socks, <laughs> no size sixteen plus. <laughs> you know them ones there. You can hear them walking. Mm, mm, you know what I'm mm, talking about? Mm, That's mm, me. Mm. The ones that cook the good food as well, boy. You know they know how to cook Listen. extra, extra. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know you can't be that size and you can't cook. You know them ones. Right, right. You know them ones. And they always smell good. Do you know mm. what I mean? Always taking time and did it. I love it. My wife is a size eight. Like, I, I couldn't say that, you know, when I met my wife that I'm going to, I want to throw her away because she wasn't, the, uh, she didn't have big bum and did it. No way. Mm. Like, it's a connection. And, and it's, it's so important that you look to find someone that you can go on this race with because it's a journey. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And these things fade away. I remember telling myself one day, like, if someone can cheat on Halle Berry, then that's it. It doesn't make it's a difference. Right. <laughs> it don't make a difference. It don't make a difference. No matter how much she... It can't, do you understand? Mm. So looks can't but, be, but. it can't be. If you can cheat on but. Halle Berry, then if one day you can wake up and say, right, no, Halle Berry just normal. In it. Like, it's In normal. It. Like I've seen that so many times, it's normal. Then forget it. Like <laughs> it can't be a looks thing. It has to be a connection. It has to yes. be an energy. It has to be a purpose. It has to be much more than that. Because that's what, that's when you see these old people sitting in chair, 80 years old. It's not boom, 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 you know? These mm. ones, they're talking, they're playing cards, they're reminiscing still got the same love, but they're expressing it in a different way. Some of these girls, you just can't build that with them. Do you understand? It's literally, I'm going to give you the best sex ever, but, you know, I've got nothing else, nothing else to bring to the table. But I'm going to look good. I'm going to smell good. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to drive your car really well. But do you know what I mean? There's nothing else. For me, that's not, I can't build with that. That's it. And that just, it just, it's a full circle on what I said, isn't it? About just expectation, man. It's just, the expectation is what's going to damage the relationship before it even starts. Because it's like, I expect you to pay for this already. I expect you to do that. It's like, well, what are you doing? As you already said, we, we don't even need to touch on again. But it's like, well, what are you doing? You can't just expect me to do everything. Come on. Yeah. Listen, listen. All right, cool. We'll go to Craig's now. <laughs> Let's see what Craig has to say. And yeah. then, yeah, we'll jump back into the convo, man. Cool. Money management and relationships. I guess I could only imagine what it would be like because I haven't been in a relationship where um, I financially rely on my partner or vice versa. And I think that's probably because I haven't lived with them before. So right now, to me, all of the relationships I've been in, they may have like money troubles and the best thing I'll do is give like advice about how to go about making the situation better for themselves. I've never really been a person who believes you just, if a person has money problems, you just give them more money and it solves the problem. It probably doesn't. I've always been a case where I would try to pass on any knowledge or things that I've had to do myself for a situation to get better. Um, so I probably mm, don't think I'm the best one to kind of talk about how you balance the two because I haven't been in that kind of uh, overly committed situation where there is only a case that my money is something that will be tied with them in that, in that sense. Other than obviously we pay for food and etc. I can probably talk about how I do kind of keep a balance of going out or eating out all the time and stuff like that. Like maybe I might be a bit mindful around that, especially if I have like a savings goal every month. Um, but in the sense of 
feeling that there was much of a tie, I'm not there yet. I can only imagine what it'll be like, in a sense. Because I've seen movies or you see drama episodes, maybe it's very different, but um, yeah. I've always usually been pretty good with money, so when other when I have partners who have been like bad with money, I'm, my main thing is I just try to give them advice. And I'm not trying to put them down about it at the same time. Like I'm not trying to uh, look down upon them, I'm, I'm really trying to sit there and try to work things out with them if I, if I can and help them out. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I wonder how do they get in some situations they get into, but you know what, that's life, life happens. It can happen to anybody. Um, so I try to just take a stance of being uh, empathetic, but it, it, when it comes to money, it's a very logical thing. But the, when it comes to money problems, it's usually emotional. So that's where the conflict can probably align, is where um, I will have an, a logical stance to it because that's kind of how I was taught, how I was brought up. It's just logical. But then the, a lot of the times when people end up in money problems is probably because of an emotional issue. Um, and that can happen for both men and women. So, yeah, at this point, I'm not deep in, I'm not deep in that part yet. I'm hoping I ain't going to be. <laughs> um, but I would say the conflict that can happen is when you're, when you're trying to balance like, a logical thinker with a, an emotional thinker. People that are in, mo in money problems are usually because of an emotional stance, not because of something logical that they got themselves into that situation yeah tough though it's definitely a tough one definitely a tough one i can imagine if it does happen boy 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 i'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit first thing i want to say is i'm not married in it so let's just establish that first of all so everyone knows mm. what the situation is i'm not married i do have two kids um with two different um women so yeah you can understand there's a already a dynamic there mm. but i guess for when you're thinking about money in relationships i guess maybe in particular for marriage because marriage is, is a completely different step you're, you're making a commitment to share your entire life with someone mm. and i guess when it gets to that stage money can in many ways represent as craig kind of touched on your beliefs your behaviors and your emotions sometimes um, Craig, you haven't necessarily got to that stage, but I would ask you the question of if you were to ever get in, because obviously you're very kind of focused as I am in terms of like what you want to do with your finances, your goals, your ambitions, your savings, your targets. If you ever get into a relationship where you feel like that person is doing the very opposite and almost to the point feeling like they're taking away from the targets that you would like to achieve together with them, how would you tackle that? Because obviously you've said that at one point you was in a relationship, maybe they're not very good with money, but you'll give them advice. But mm -hmm. once it gets to the stage where you've got to pay bills, it's tricky because it's like, well, if you haven't got any money and I've got all the money, well, I'm the one that's working hard to save and do whatever. And the other person almost feels like they're not contributing to mm -hmm. the relationship financially. How do you, how do you, do, how are you going to deal you? with that? Um, yeah. funny enough, my tie with money is like I was a massive saver when I was younger. So my thing was work hard now, live life later. Um, but then I kind of extended it where it was work hard now, live life later. But remember that time is not promised. So tomorrow could be your last day. So I kind of started to realize mm, maybe I shouldn't really be so tight with money because there's cases where I was in a relationship where 
wouldn't go on holiday. I would literally just be like working over that crazy amount of work. Um, and then the, this, the, I didn't get to enjoy as many holidays as I could have. Um, and you know, life is not promised. We keep thinking that we have until 70. Obviously, you shouldn't live like you don't, but you should live like it's going to be your last day. Uh, so I started to kind of release my time and money too, too dramatically. Um, to answer your question in a sense of if I get in a relationship, if they are able to uphold the bills, for example, like they said they're going to go half on the bills and they've upholded that, but they spend the rest of it, then that would mean that they put a high importance on the bills that are currently here. So they know that it's very, very important. So I would try to communicate very hard as to make them have the same importance as to what's coming next as well. So like be ready for the bills that are already happening, but also by the way, extra hundred can go a long way for us to get our house together, for example. So I guess try mm -hmm. to help them with it the, to understand the importance because I find this really, really important. Maybe you don't. Then the second side of how I would go about it is kind of really understand where are they at with wanting to go out? What, what is it that they want to do? I find a lot of people go out regularly, like not just here and there, like ritual, like rich, like a ritual, but regularly because of escapism, because they're unhappy, because they just don't like where they are in their life right now. Needed to be drinking a lot, needed to be going out with their girls, like all the like excessively or not doing things that are cheaper in a sense. Why, why would you, if you know that you have a goal with your partner, why would you feel that you are going to go overboard to kind of match the level of your girls? Are they actually your girls? If they, what's their ambitions in a sense, who you surrounded yourself? So I tried to understand their situation. And then the third route that I would probably take is to say, if I believe that what they are doing is not excessive, and this is, is something that they, they, it makes them, it keeps them up because people need some kind of escape, keeps them up. Mm. Then I will say, what can I do to change our financial situation? What can I, can I, can I, I wouldn't say, I try to not to do work harder because that means you're just taking more away from your life, but work smarter. Do I change the way I my, put my uh, better salary? Do I maybe even help them get promoted as well, if, if, if that's the case? Or do I maybe say, okay, the money that we do save, how can it be multiplied in a different way? How, where can it, when can it go for high interest or uh, uh, be invested in a certain way? That's my outlook of how I would go about it. <clears throat> Try to assess where they are, see what, where they're at. Can I help them with that? Is there a problem there? Or is it something that, that, that oh, this is reasonable? If it's reasonable and it's what keeps them up because everyone needs an escape, then that's fine. How can we change it around to uh, make the most of what we really have? in a sense. Mm. And then, and, but, but, but let's take the devil advocate. <laughs> Things just don't go well. They say, this is not an escape. I say it is an escape. Then you know what? Maybe I have to bring it, I have to employ a manual, you know? Like, <laughs> on, on, no, honestly, like I realized I, one of the things I wanted to do when I was younger was become a marriage psychologist, like a marriage mm. counselor. Because mm. I said, you know what? If I was to become a marriage counselor, you would realize so many things that have marriage problems are nothing to do with the marriage. And everything mm. to do with the external factors, not to do with the love and how much they care for each other, but because of family, friends, mm. outside forces, work, money, especially money, that would be the cause. No, you know, um, I think that whole emotional, logical, it, it, it's, it works in different places. And I feel sometimes you don't take credit for it. So, for example, like you said, the logic, the, lo the person that's got logic and the person that's got emotion, when it comes to money, the person that's lo logical will probably use it better in that scenario. Mm. But then the person that's got the more emotion might be better when it comes to spontaneity, when it comes to excitement. And I think sometimes we, what we do is we look at, we look at parts of the relationship and we just say, this is more important than that. And so we don't give it the same value. 
And so we say, oh, you're not good with money, so you're not good at all. Or, but we forget that, you know, actually we could find someone that's really good at money, but we're going to have a dead relationship because we're both <laughs> just going to be here being tied together. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and so sometimes it has to be a balance in regards to, okay, like what, where do, where, where do I bring in and what do you bring in? It's a balance. It's about, mm. it's about looking at, okay, well, actually I'm weaker here and you help me there. So for example, like, even like me now, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the house. I'm not great at things in the house. Like, I'm just not. I've got two sisters and a mum. Like, I didn't have to do much. I had to do for a little bit while they were younger. But once my sisters could cook and clean, I ain't seen the kitchen since. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's just culture. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there were, there, my, my wife, like me saying, oh, I pay, all the, I pay the most of the bills. I'm walking around. Okay, cool. Go feed yourself, big man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're going to struggle now. Even if I can cook. Even if man boils a rice, it's not going to taste as good. Even if I make a chicken, it's not going to taste as good as what she can do. So man has to understand that within a relationship, there's always balance. Do you know what I mean? And how do you balance each other out? The problem is, is that when you're both good with money, then when you're good and then you're bad in other, then all, all of a sudden it highlights and, and points out. And so like, like what we're saying is about understanding what, what Craig was saying was that, you know, trying to get external help and so forth. But sometimes you just have to let someone go. You know what I mean? Mm. If I met someone, if I met someone here and, 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 and financially she's on a magnet, can't be around me. Like, mm. it, uh, it's so unattractive. If I'm, not, if I'm not attracted to you because of the traits that you're showing me, it's not going to last 20, 30, 40 years, is it? So right. what am I here doing? Why, why am I here? Like, go, mm. let her find someone that matches where she's at. That's just not going to work for me. Sometimes I feel like we think, oh, you know what, but she's amazing. Yeah, she is amazing, but just not for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And actually, you can find those qualities. I always talk about it's more important about the, the bad things about a person than the good things. Because everybody has a good side. Everybody mm -hmm. has things that they do well and things that are good. But, but can you handle their bad? When they're at their worst, what, what, how, do, how does that look to you? Like, and so we have to understand the bad. What's the bad? Because... I can't, one of, my, one of my brothers was saying that his friend was in Tesco arguing with the missus, the missus spat in his face in Tesco. What? You, you think I could be with me? There's no Jesus Sometimes. anymore, you know? Yeah. There's no Jesus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's no beam cans again. That's weird. What? Somebody lock me up no today. That, I'm just... <laughs> in I a, said, like, my, my mother never put me on the earth to get spat in my, not in my face. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm about to call my mum. You, you know what just happened, mum? Nah. Come on. Some, they some were bad, get... you know. You told you said me. You told me they were bad. They were bad. <laughs> Come on. So, all, all this beating, like, so, some women that we hitting their man and all that. Like, I'm not in that. Like, mm. if you hit man, I'm not going to hit you back. We're just not going to talk again. When it comes to building a relationship with someone where you find, okay, for me, it's a level of fear, isn't it? Mm. It's a level of fear to be like, can I really be with someone that isn't on the same w wavelength of me like that? Especially mm. when it comes to finances, because you're you're gonna you're when you're in a well, I can only speak for myself. When I get into a relationship with someone, it's not just a, a flippant thing where I'm just like I'm in mm. a relationship with you for the sake of it. There's a purpose behind mm. it, and obviously there's goals behind that where you're either gonna build a family, you're gonna have a home, you're gonna do these things. You need to have a financial goal or like something in place in order for you to get there. There's no point in just being like, ah, oh, well, we'll just see what happens. It's like, well, what are you doing to build a future for us? Like, I'm doing what I need to build a future for us, but 
I would expect you to have some kind of contribution to that. Mm. It's not me saving up all the money to buy us a house. I would like you to contribute to that too. As you said at the beginning, like mortgages are money, bro. Kids are money, bro. Like you can't just have one person paying for all of that. And I guess it does come down to, as I said, a level of understanding and education. But if they can't, if they can't get with that program, it's like, listen, I don't know how this is going to work if I'm completely honest with you. Emmanuel, a good question for you. What would... Especially the kind of position that you're in, being a financial mm. expert yourself, what has been the biggest challenge for you in your relationship with money, relation to money? Me, the biggest challenge for me as a person has been getting over my poverty scars. Mm. So when I was at school, there was bare things that I missed out on. Bare, like, I never had, you know, air bubble training. You know, when you had the bubble, you pressed it, like, I didn't, I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't have it. Like, Man was going Lidl's before Lidl was cool. Like, man was going Lidl's, like, way back. When you, that, you know what I mean? And you would leave on a walk with a bag, so you'd just be carrying bare shopping in your hands on the street walking <laughs> to your house because you didn't want no one to see that you had little bags. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. man's been going, like, when they used to go to school trips, I didn't even send, give my mum the letter. You know, there's no, there's no point. Do you know what I mean? And so, all of a sudden now, like, when you now start making money, you're you're now living your childhood in your teens or in your in your twenties. You're buying mm-hmm. things for yourself that you couldn't buy for yourself when you were younger. And it was that whole missing out thing where I didn't want to miss out. And so I kind of made a lot of money, but I spent a lot of money because I, I couldn't get over the scars of what I was going through. Um and actually what I really <laughs> needed to do was really get some more self-worth, understand that those things didn't make me. But because you're going into a playground, especially in secondary school, and man are just at you from your neck, from, <laughs> from you walking like they're at you, your jacket, your bag, your shoes. Listen, Do you know what I mean? We went to a boys' school. Boys' so that school, was even worse. Come on. Pressure, boys. Boys' school, <laughs> boys school is a lot. Like, boys' school is price. a lot. So from you in a boy, I went boys' school as well. So from you in a boys' school, like, I was, these men are wearing kickers. I'm wearing US brass. Like from a from, from, his room. It's from room, a bro. distance, it's looking like kickers. But when the you pain, come the close, pain. they've they've licked you off. I, I know they're you're money, getting, and you're getting murdered by a man that you know can't talk. Like man that get, are getting murdered are now cut, switching it on you when it's there. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. getting it. I know you're not laughing, big man. Like you know, like you're that guy. You're the you're the escape for the guy that normally gets cussed. Like do you know what I mean? Like man can't even rob you for twenty p. You got no dough. You know the bully used to take your money. You never just walk past you. Never even bother. No, you got no money. Like it's hard. It was hard. So when you start, when I started to make money, I'm buying basketball trainers. I don't even play basketball no more. Because when I was playing basketball, do you understand? When I was playing basketball, I didn't have I didn't have the proper basketball trainers. I just had trainers. Do you know what I mean? The same trainers I played for the gym was the same basketball. The same I played football. There was just one trainer. That was that was it. The multi-purpose crepes. The multi-purpose, all orange on the bottom. Why? Why is it so orange? Like it's it's just for all for all situations. But um, yeah, it was it was it was hard. So so I think that was the biggest thing for me is to understand worth, and that's what I try and teach now is that actually you know you have to love yourself and know that Mm -hmm. you are already valuable. And that anything that you own or buy only adds more value to yourself. You're already valuable. So mm-hmm. you, you wearing a Gucci belt doesn't make you more valuable. You add value to the Gucci belt. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And so then you ask yourself, well, if I add value to it, why can't it just be a normal belt? 
Like, I see man buy belts and then they tuck it in the front just so we can see, like, hello? Mm-hmm. At your big mm-hmm. age, you're tucking in the front and leaving the back out just so we can see your belt. <laughs> What's going on? Like, man doesn't even want to be looking in them leather regions anyway, so... No, no. <laughs> What's, what's going on in the big man? Like, relax. It's a lot. Like, take it. It's a lot what men are doing. Men are doing a, a lot. Whole blazer, yeah. no shirt underneath. Like, relax. Now you've got oil stains <laughs> on the front. Like, what's going on? <laughs> from, you, from you cream yourself, it's all soaked through the... Like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, we've got to start making sense of these things. But we're doing stuff just... We are stunting on ourselves while rich people mm. are, are just chilling. They're just... They're working together and making more money. Man, I say, right, you got yeah, a business right. idea? I need some investment. Men are competition mm-hmm. and they're still investing together. That's yeah. what men with money are doing. And we've got nothing and we're stunting on each other with the nothing that we've got. Friends of mine who are probably more skilled than I am, more qualified than I am in a lot of different, they have a, a range of skills. And I asked them, could you imagine yourself earning 50,000 per year? And their reply was like, you know what, Craig, honestly, no. Because my, none of, nobody in my household has even earned 30,000 or 40,000 in a year ever. So I couldn't imagine it for myself. Now mm. it's funny that we go through that and people enter. And the thing is, this person was, this person was in their mid twenties already. They're like, mm. you already, you could already get in a relationship and you can end up getting married with somebody. Mm. But you can take that with you and go into the next relationship and never solve that. So now when you're looking at mortgages, well, we have to be real too. A mortgage, if you're looking like a big house, you're going to need a salary, which is going into a range of thirty to 50,000. Mm. But they haven't even gotten over their own traumas of them believing that they are even worth that much. We, as, especially as black people, was just not taught about finance and how the world works. Mm. How the, if you demand something and you believe you can get, you can get it. But if you, if you, the thing is, when you go on that CV or you go for the, the jobs, they will show the salary. But mm. people would avoid the salaries that are 50,000. They would avoid them because they don't mm. want to see the nose. I was yeah. the person who says, mm. I want that 50,000. So the point where when I went for that 50,000 job, I was overqualified. That's, that was the joke. I was overqualified. Mm. But I, had no, I said, I know people way more. I've seen people work for Google for like a quick one day or two day convention. I've seen people do talks for Google. And I said, but, you, but Google, you could be earning crazy money higher than me. And they don't do it because they, they don't believe their poverty that they believe in their household has changed everything. We're now going to move on to the part of the podcast where we take a couple of questions and we give you our final thoughts on that. So when is the right time to talk about money in a relationship? <laughs> from, from you said, hello, how are you? <laughs> Let's go. Let's talk. We, we need to talk. Like for me, from our meets, from we meet, we need to money is, is is a conversation. Even where we meet, do you know what I mean? Because remember, a lot of the time we live in expectation. Yes. You know your pocket. You're on twenty two k. Why are you doing your first date at the shard? Are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Just to impress girl. And the madness, you know, like I, I want to get the madness is you do all this to press girl. From you've took her home, you've got a different woman in the yard. <laughs> yeah, you've let Instagram well. gas you. From the wig come off, the makeup come off, the eyelash. It's a different... Even the child's didn't know if his bum pads in the... T- bro, chill <laughs> out, bro. Go somewhere reasonable. And if, she, if she's like... If you know that you're paying and you know that, listen, what's your budget? What can you afford? Okay, I've got £40. Then go online. Find a voucher for something. Go make it stretch. Yeah, like, come on, on. Th- go on, group on or... 
top table, whatever it is, like go get get a voucher if you want to go somewhere. Mm. Make sure it's affordable. From that 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 first impression, man are borrowing their bread and suits, bruv. What's going on here? So you say when is when it's time to talk about money, but from the date you've already put creating an impression that wasn't you. Mm. That's kind of crazy. I think um, for me to answer that, for um, one of my first questions I used to ask people was, um, "How you doing? Like, what's your name, etc." And weird enough, I was the kind of guy that would ask, like, even if it was in a club or whatever, "What do you do for a living?" Mm. And it wasn't because I was gauging their money, but I kind of wanted to gauge their ambition, like who who were they about. And then I asked them the second, this, this threw everybody off. Do you enjoy what you do for a living? Mm. And that was the thing that you, well, how they answered is what shifted everything for me. Cool, man. All right, next question. Uh, actually, is this a bit of a statement? Okay, so I'm dating someone who has recently admitted that they have a massive debt. Is it wrong that this has turned me off and I don't want to date them anymore? Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 for me personally, I don't feel like you can judge someone off their past mistakes. We're all allowed, we're all allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. So, for example, like it's the same way a man might have a criminal record. So, if a man has a criminal record, and does that mean that oh, that man is like we can all make mistakes in life? So, someone might have a debt. It might be might have been out of love. It might have been in a relationship with someone, took out a loan for them, or did a guarantor for them, and now they got a debt. Do you know what I mean? The point is, is that what are they doing to pay that off? What's, how are they going to pay that? Do they need help? Do they need support? Can you not financially that man's not paying someone else's debt? That's a nonsense. <laughs> but can I, can I, is it, is it something that you need help with? Do you need some explanation? Do you need, how are you finding that? Is that, how's that affecting your mental health? How is that? It, it, those are the type of things that I would be, mm. be saying. I wouldn't say I need to lock you off because you got debt. Like anyone can be in debt at any, any point in time. Sometimes you might be, oh, look at these millionaires. They've been in debt borrowing and whatever to, to invest in their business and so forth. And then when it blows, now, now, now they're laughing. Everyone's clapping for them. Like, so mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't define someone being in debt, but I can understand if someone is reckless with money and they're in debt and you say, oh, I'm in debt because I took out a loan so I could go to Afro Nation. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Check, please. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I, prob- I think the worst thing that can happen is in that situation, the person who's in the debt because they're now dating you or in a relationship with you, almost expect you to help them fix it. Mm. It's not to say that they're not like, you're not there to support and give them advice, but Mm. you just like, you just started getting to know them, innit? They got Mm. this debt and then they kind of want you to like, ah, I just, have you got any, I just need a bit of money to help pay this off. It's like, hold on a minute. I just made you. I'm like, what what going on? So for me, it's, I guess, and it comes back to the same thing that we mentioned about, standards as well mm. and an expectation it's like well if i if i know for a fact that as craig said you're not really there I, i'm questioning what you're doing to work on it mm. and you think the answer to you working on it is me to give you money no 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 i'm working on it right now <laughs> I'm <bouncing. laughs> so you, you you say i'm not working on it yet, but i'm being very ambitious you i'm are, working on you, it right you, now i did all of this you, for you that's crazy that's quite mad that's a major red flag i've never i've never had i've never actually had that before um but i know a lot of people that are in debt because of like uh previous relationships guarantor guarantor is such a common one like yeah no i'll just put your name Mm. on it oh yeah what does this involve no nothing just a quick simple thing Uh, sure i don't like when people say like i've had people come to me like friends oh can you guarantor no 
No, mm. I can't get rid of I got a wife and kids and a family. I can't get what do you mean? Mm. Whether I can afford it, don't watch my pockets. I didn't ask <laughs> you to step into nothing. Oh, but I needed to get a house. Go find a house that doesn't require you to get a guarantor then. You're <laughs> not ready for that level of house. Yeah, literally. Like you're pushing if you if you can't afford to get a house if if the house that you're you're going to get requires you to get a guarantor, they are obviously nervous about your income. Therefore, you are pushing beyond where you're at already. Why would mm-hmm. I encourage you to do that? The problem is, is a lot of times we can't say no. We've got friends mm-hmm. that ask you for money and you can't say, you can say no, it's your money. Mm-hmm. Like, and you need to say no because in fact, you're an enabler. You are the reason that your friend is not getting better in what they're doing because they know they can forever fall back on you. In fact, if your friend continues to ask you for money, you need to be saying, what do we need to do? What's going on? What's, where's the problem? Where's the hole? Mm-hmm. Do you need help mm-hmm. with your spending? Do you need to get a better job? Do you need me to help you get with your CV? Maybe I can pay for your CV to get updated. That's what I'm going to invest in. I'm not going to invest yeah, in just hundreds. giving you money so you can spend it wrong. But sometimes we're just not friends like that. We ain't got, we, yeah. we have to ask ourselves, are we really friends? Because for a lot of us, we can't even tell our friends no because then they won't be our friends anymore. Then is that really your friend? No, no, no. You hit the nail on friend. the head, you know, because even I've had friends that have asked me for money and the first thing I ask is, what's wrong? Like, why are you in this situation? Like, why are you in it? It's not, it's not that to say, as a friend, I may not give you the money, but I want to know on. why. Like, of why course. are you in that situation where you can't, you need 50 pounds? Like, how do you not have 50 pounds? What's the Come situation on. we need to deal with before I even help you out? Exactly. It's a, it's quite it's a thing that we, need, we all need to do, man. It's that, it's that small. It's like, they can ask for 25 pounds. Like, but why would you have to borrow 20? 25 pounds is not hard mm. to come by. So why, why do you want to mm. borrow 25? But if they increase it, oh no, the real amount is 250. You're like, how did you get into the point of being 250? So really, <laughs> they just need to own it up and say, hey, look, I'm just in a tight situation. But yeah, you, it's, you need to be like the bank yourself. You need to be like, Come are on. you good for it? Or, but I have, the people I have borrowed to, yeah. I, had, I had no I, no, like, no real yeah. thing. I believe I'll give it, get it back. Come on. So I, I would, I, you yeah. know what I'll do? At that time, I'll ask God, God, does this seem like the right thing for me to do at this point? Because this, mm. this person seems desperate. Da, da, da. So yeah. A lot of people I say no. And then some people, I'll be like, you know what? This person never comes to me. At the, and the level of their pride, they usually don't want to ever do this. So I said, you know what? At this point, I'm going to give it on the basis that I hope that this is really going to be solved. Do you know yeah, 100% yeah. of the people that I borrowed money to never paid it back on the date that they said? You said, and you gave the date. You gave mm, the date. Matter, so. You told me, you know. You could have said whatever. You could have. You told me. You know what I hate when that happens. That actually, and on the day you're gonna wait for me to call you to be like, oh, you know what, bro? No, what do you mean? I let that pass. I got. I was my my business. Next month, I put a reminder again. Three months. I said, hey, how's how's everything going? Yeah, I'm good. You know, they don't talk nothing about the money. What's your thoughts on one partner paying an allowance to the other? Hmm. Mm. When I think, if I was thinking, Emmanuel was just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> in in okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a situation where I heard of uh, one of my mum had a colleague, and they were both like really high earners, and then mm. the woman had their their first baby, and it was quite a, a tough time, and then when she had to recover and get back into like a job, she was like, I can't do that. Like she just physically doesn't feel like she could do this anymore. She didn't feel great. She, she was kind of a bad mood. Etc. Not a bad mood, but just overall just wasn't good. And she wanted to stay with the child. So they had to make a decision. I said, what would I do in that situation? I said, you know what? Especially that you brought a child into, into, into the world. And you want to... I, I, I took a stance that 
I'm usually the person who likes balance because I believe everybody has a, a passion. They have something mm. they live by. Like before me mm. or without me, you still have something you live by. But you know what? Not every passion pays. So I would like to believe that you still are living out your passion in some form. Maybe it's not one that pays, but mm. you also want to stay home. So that's where I would take a compromise. I, I just, for me personally, a woman that wants an allowance is not the type of woman that wants to be with me. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not my type of woman. That's not who I'm trying to build with. Because what you're saying is, is that you don't want to go to work, but you want a salary like you're working. That's cheeky. <laughs> now, the problem is, is that, again, you have to understand the man that you are. The man that I am, I can't respect you the same way if that's the mindset that you have. Mm. You see my wife here, we can, we can have talks about like, my business, whatever, her, whatever, and I can respect her opinion and take her opinion. And sometimes we might not agree, but I might listen because you know what? She brings, she does, she contributes. It's a partnership. If I feel that it's all me and you're just living off me, your voice is going to be really small. That's just, your, vo- your voice is going to be really small up here. What? You said you're hot. You want to put the heat in on. What do you mean? I'm cold. Leave that t- Do you understand what I'm going to say? You've done nothing. You're ad- you're- I don't understand. It's not making sense to me. So for me personally... That type of woman is not going to be attractive to me. That, that type of woman mm. is not going to... Now, again, on the flip side, for example, now, me and my wife have been building. Like I said, this year we're going to be 10 years. My aim is in the next, in the next five years, I retire my wife. Mm. She don't have to work no more. That means that I can pay all the bills. Whatever, she, whatever money she makes, she do what she likes. If she don't want to make money, you've got a joint account, do what you like. That's my goal. Because you know what? The woman gave me four youths. She hustled with me. We've grown, we've built together. <laughs> I want to retire her and let's let her enjoy her life. Let mm. her go start do coffee with the girls for no damn reason. You know, like just go wherever she wants. <laughs> and I want, I want to give her that. Yeah. So, but that's after work. That's after energy. That's after building. That's after mm. us achieving things together as a. I can't. You can't come day one. We ain't done nothing. What because? No, not day one. Just because, <laughs> day because, one is the what? Because Don't let me day one. No, but you know what? You know something. Some guy be like, no, because I'm, all they're gonna do, they're gonna look pretty. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna give you that. They're gonna be that nice trophy misses that you can take mm. around the man. Them, do you know what I mean? She's gonna let you do your thing. Like you know, like some man like that. Like some man like like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like girl that ah oh, she let she let me do my thing. So you you like a girl that lets lets you go and cheat on that, and you mm. thought that was the type of girl that you wanted to raise and have kids with. But the problem for me is that it's it's at the same time it's like what you need to hold your have values in yourself. Come like on. as your woman, mm. you you need to make sure mm. they have they respect themselves in that Come way. Man. How can you allow yourself to be in that position where you just don't do nothing and you're living off someone else? It's like, well, how much respect do you have for yourself? But they, point but they put you in the anymore? world to do that, man. Come yeah, on, yeah, put you in the world. To Come do on, that, man. when you hear about all these girls in Dubai and da da da, man's peeing on them and da-da. why would just, what, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Like, oh well, you don't miss the lesson, like, love yourself, respect mm. yourself. And, and oh. I understand that. If I'm, like, don't get me wrong, you, there are certain men that want their wives to have an allowance and want their mm. wives, and the wife will be arguing, oh, I want more. And da-da. If that's mm-hmm. you, that's you. I'm just saying for me, I don't judge no one else what they do in their house. That's their business. 
But mm. I know the type of woman that I want around me, and that that's not what they're on. You, uh, yeah, that for me that ain't happening, in it. You even if <laughs> like I'm a millionaire, like I expect you to have Come a level on. of respect for yourself, and also like I, even if even if I am making all this money where I'm I'm making crazy amounts of dough, like I still want you to have your own journey financially Come to be on. able to support yourself. Like it does. Like even I think someone I think P Diddy might have done this to one of his kids. Like P Diddy's he's a wealthy yeah. man, in it. Yeah, yeah. But he's like I'm not giving my son money. He needs to go out there and hustle to make his own because he needs to appreciate the value Come in on. being able to work hard to to earn something. And I would want that in my partner. It's not for yeah. me to just give you everything. I would like you to feel that pleasure in being able to earn something and say, this is mine. This is what I built. Yeah. This is what I can stand upon. Come and that's on. what I would want for my woman. Come so on. I wouldn't, I would never, like an allowance, what are you on about? Come on. <laughs> Even if she did like an online shop, do you know what I mean? Even if you said, "Look, yeah, that's give me saying. some money. Let me um, do an online store and make some money. At least I can pay for." Why would my wife yeah. come? I need to buy. I need to buy women products, and you're coming to ask mm. me. Like, come on, mm. that's yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, wicked man, wicked, amazing. So, thank you guys for sending in those questions. Please do keep sending them in. I know we didn't get to all of them, so hopefully we'll touch on some of them in our Instagram and our other socials. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Um, this platform isn't just about us talking to you. Get involved, ask questions and continue the conversation and open up to us about your views and your experiences as well. So obviously for you listeners, if you've enjoyed the podcast and want to help us out, please consider liking, sharing and remember to follow us at Talking to My Thoughts to stay up to date with all of our content. Emmanuel, thank you so much, man, for today, thank man. You, it was man. a wicked conversation. Nice. I appreciate it 100%. I love it, man. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.